it's, it's hard to follow. Hard to follow that, but we'll we'll give it a try. Um, let's pray. Lord, thank you for the foundation, for your amazing grace, the gift of your Son. Thank you, God, for Jesus and all the ways in which God with us, Emmanuel, shows up in our lives. And now, oh God, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. About 10 years ago, I called my parents to ask them where I was baptized. And did you know that they couldn't tell me right off the bat? I thought, well, I'm going to have to turn in my ordination. I hadn't even, you know, hadn't even been baptized. Um, my mom thought it was in Columbus, Mississippi. or No, my dad did. He was serving on the base there in the Air Force. And he thought that's where I was baptized. My mom was sure it was Shreveport. Shreveport First United Methodist. And uh, I kind of made him feel guilty about that a little bit. I can't believe you call yourself parents. And you don't know where, you know, baptized. Um, and then one day in the mail, I got the order of worship, March 15th, 1970, Shreveport United Methodist Church. And it had me right there, son of Captain Jerry Case and Mari Lawson. And I felt much better after that. What was really weird about it is, is that maybe it's because I'm the only, was uh, uh, the, the baby child for a long time, uh, the baby child. And so I was always kind of, why can't we just get along kind of guy. I probably still am. You know, I avoid conflict like the plague, uh, much to my detriment many times. But, the, but the, the song that the choir sang that day was, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. The reason I share that with you is because I am grateful that my parents, though they forgot where I was baptized, they, they, took, they took my baptism seriously. And I first learned about God from my mom and my dad. And they gave me a great foundation. They also drugged me to church, whether I felt like it or not. And there I met other people who taught me what it means to trust in Jesus Christ. One day, Benjamin Miles is going to want to know where he got baptized. One day, explicitly or implicitly, Ben is going to say this. Who is Jesus? That's a really important question. Who is Jesus? Now, when I was a kid, being a good Methodist, if somebody asked me who Jesus was, I would say, what do you think I would say? I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, etc., etc. And that's not, that's, not a bad, that's not a bad response. In fact, the creed gave me some structure to begin to form my faith. And so I'm grateful that as a child, I learned the Lord's Prayer and I learned the Apostles' Creed. Now, because my dad was a big state fan, I learned the state fight song before I learned those two, but that's okay, all three. But here's the point. Here's the point. After Jesus, we read Matthew's Gospel and Jesus has taken His disciples. 
He's feeding people. He's healing people and all that. About, about two-thirds of the way through the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus thinks it's about time to make sure they know who he is. So now geography is pretty important here. Jesus takes them to Caesarea Philippi, which is five miles north of Jesus' hometown in Capernaum. Caesarea Philippi. Caesar Augustus, named after him, and named after Philip, the son of Herod. It's sort of this elevated outpost. It's got this incredible cave that the Greek gods, they thought that was the gate of hell. It, they really did. They, they, they saw there's this river that kind of comes out of it. And a lot of times, hundreds of years before Jesus, they would make sacrifices there. It was kind of the unknown, this, this cave that went in. And then right behi- beside it was a Roman temple there. It was kind of like the halls of power. That's where Jesus said, Hey guys, real quick, time out. Who do people say that I am? Well, Jesus, they said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Jeremiah or Elijah or one of the other prophets. And then Jesus asked the question that Ben and everybody else deserves to know. Who do you say I am? Not the right answer. Not from the creed. Who do you really believe me to be? Finally, Peter raises his hand. Jesus, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. Now, what did Peter mean by that? You're the Messiah. If you go to Isaiah 9, we read it during Christmas. And the, and the authority of the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. And he will establish justice and peace on earth. Go over to your Bible, Isaiah 42. Very much the same thing, except there it says all nations, that the Messiah will establish peace among all nations. Flip over to Micah 4, 4 and 5, where the one would come and establish justice and peace on earth. And it says, and I love this image, where everybody has their own olive tree and nobody is scared. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus, you're the Messiah. This is big. And you are son of the living God. You know, it really matters who we believe Jesus to be. I mean, if we don't get anything right about our theology, it's really good thing to know Jesus, isn't it? <laughs> and when you know Jesus... The gift of the Father's unfailing grace. The more you know about Jesus, the more we know about ourselves. The more we know about Jesus, the more we know about ourselves. And so Jesus looks at Peter and says, you're right. And on this rock, I will build my church. On this statement of faith, I will build my church and the gates of Hades. Remember now, he's right in front of that big cave where the river comes out of it. They all, they all thought that was sort of, sort of the end of the earth. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it. And Peter, by the way, he pulls his keys out and he throws him the keys. And Peter catches the keys. You've got the keys to the kingdom. Own that confession. 
smallest set of keys can open the largest gate. What is the key? It's confession. Confession that Jesus is God with us. And that with the living Christ, there's nothing that's impossible. With the living Christ, all things are possible. And I'll tell you what else I think it believes. This is Bruce Case's response. You may have others, because by the way, there's like, I mean, he's really not fishing for the right answer. He just wants something to hook you. Does anything about me hook you and pull you along? Does anything I've said so far break your heart or make you want to do some things that probably you wouldn't do if you didn't know me? Here's what I believe. I would have said, Jesus, you are my window to God. Everything I see in Jesus, I believe that's who God is. When Jesus welcomes the children, when everybody wants to push him away, that's God. When Jesus defends the woman caught in adultery, when everyone wants to kill her and condemn her, that's what God is like. When Jesus is hanging on the cross and says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. That's what God is like. And we invite, when he invites Zacchaeus, this rich dude who was maybe kind of chasing money all his life, and says, come on down. I'm having dinner with you. We get to see what God is like. Jesus is the window of what God is like. And in Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, there's one way. Do you know what that way is? Outward. 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 On this rock, says Jesus, I will build my church. On this rock, I'm going to do it. Here are the keys. Now the gates of Hades, real quickly. A gate may swing open and it may close, but have you ever seen a gate move? No, a gate stays put. A lot of times we think about the gate as maybe getting protected from something coming at us. But Jesus says, oh no, you're playing offense, not defense. We're going to go tear down the gates of hell, is what he said. Which means, with the, with the keys that you've been given, there's no place too dark for you to go because Jesus goes with you. It's kind of like with Jesus, we're going to do a little B&E, breaking and entering, right? We're going where most people would not dare to go. Gates don't move. Um, anybody have teenagers that had a little fender bender when they were growing up? Any of you have fender benders when you were? Yeah, there you go. Okay. Well, I won't name which child, but we had one that came by and it was, and it was my fine Dodge Dart. And he was driving that thing and he came home and it was missing the rear view mirror completely. And for a long time, his defense was, is I can't believe that sign must have moved or something. Because I, I don't know, it was, must have been too close to the road. We drove by, it didn't look too close to the road to me. And so we kind of, did, did I just say trip? I didn't mean to incriminate trip him, yeah. All that to say, all that to say, he didn't have much of a case, right? So all of his summer money went to replacing that rearview mirror, right? 
Gates do not move. They don't move. We're called to charge them. We're called to charge death and hopelessness and evil because those things don't win. Because what we have and what we believe is way more powerful than death. That's the Jesus we need to introduce Ben to. The one that calls us out and away from ourselves, moving out and moving away. The church moving out from its safe place because love is stronger than death. It's not enough to say, I hate that our third graders in Jackson don't read at the, at the right level, right? Jesus says, well, crank that car and go and read to a child. It's not enough to say there's too much hunger in this area. Jesus said, well, what are you going to do? How are you going to charge the gates? You see, Jesus, the key really is a few verses later there, he says, if anyone would, would follow me, they must carry the cross, deny themselves and carry the cross and follow me. And Jesus' cross is about reconciliation. The cross of Christ tears down the divisions and makes one. The cross is about bringing people together who were alienated from each other. It's about repairing an argument or reaching out to the lonely or serving somebody else. Going somewhere, maybe even to ask for forgiveness if we've done somebody wrong. We move out of ourselves, literally. We get over ourselves. I get over my own self-righteousness and my own anger, how I'm right, and I bend to compassion and grace. The walls we build up Against other people are the same walls we build up against God, you see? And God is tearing them down. God is tearing them down. You see, life on the rock is solid ground. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All of the ground is sinking sand. Solid and level. The rock has a leveling effect. Where we're all equal, right? In the eyes of Christ. The ground at the cross is level. The rock is our confession together. And if we share together that Jesus is our reason for gathering, this is why I'm here, y'all. Maybe this is why you're here. Because if we, if we gather for no other reason that, we, that, that we're hungry for the unconditional love of Christ, then it's enough. And if we trust that Jesus is really the Messiah, the Son of the living God, if we believe together that Jesus is our window to God, then we have enough. This is the rock where we'll find the key. And that key will unlock any gate. These are the keys that unlock the smallest key. Now, I will tell you that even this morning, I've lost my keys twice. Does anybody lose their keys? So, like, it's a great challenge, isn't it? Right? I, I don't know. Laurie found them in the, some door that I was in a hurry going into this morning. This morning, Jen will tell you that I couldn't find the keys, you know. And sometimes I think we get a little amnesia and we forget about the power that Christ has given us and we forget our keys. And, and we don't have access to get out of ourselves. Spiritual amnesia, we forget that we're not just a brick, you and I, but we're part of a beautiful cathedral. We're embedded in God's saving work for the world, you and me. And when we forget about who Jesus is, we forget about who we are. 
We miss out. We disappear. And the world misses out on a portrait of Christ that is one of one, you. Nobody can express the love of Christ the way you can. And I guess the reason God made you is because God wanted to see what Jesus looked like in your personality and in your life and in your circumstances. So go outward. The only one way. Want to find some new motivation or new inspiration to the Spirit? If you feel stuck, don't start with you. Start with Jesus. And ask yourself, Jesus, show me who you are. Sit with Him a while and ask yourself, who are you? And who is Jesus really? Sister Clarita Burke from New Orleans was inspired to start a, a battered shelter for, for, for women, for wives, or for, um, for women who've been battered and living in terrible times. And every day she looks at them and she says in the morning when she feeds them breakfast, Jesus is God with skin on. Did you know, she says, that Christianity is the only major world religion in which God comes to earth and feels what it's like to be human. That's who Jesus is. And that's why I will never let you go. You're the rock. You're the foundation. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Later on, Peter would say, in 1 Peter 2, 4, we are a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen impression in God's sight. And then the next verse is, I love, like living stones, let yourself be built into a spiritual house. If you've ever been to the Vatican, I have never been there. Some of you have gone to Italy. I have not. I'm jealous. Don't tell me about it. But I hear that Peter is buried beneath the largest cathedral, St. Peter's Basilica. And in that court can fit 80,000 people who almost daily worship God. And Peter says, you go be the rock too. So, what are you going to tell Ben about who Jesus is to you? I'm not talking about the right answer. I'm not talking about the the, the right thing to say. I'm talking about what do you believe? And you go out and live that. And Ben will know not only who you are, but who Jesus is. Let us pray. Merciful God, Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for not being such a mystery to me that we don't know what you're about or where you're going. We do. You're going outward. Lead us in that direction, God, as we scatter from this place and help us to storm the gates of hell with the cross in our hand, with your love in our heart, to break up and dispel all the darkness. We can do it, and all things are possible with you, our Lord and Savior. Amen. I invite us